0: Zig Ziglar shared a lot of wisdom over the course of his life, but perhaps his best quote goes something like this. You can get anything you want in life as long as you help enough other people get what they want. Now, the first time I read that quote, my world fundamentally shifted because it moves the conversation from us to them, to the people we're serving, and to the problem we're trying to solve for those people. All businesses exist to solve a problem. That's true for a mechanic, for a shoe store, a vending machine, and yes, even a restaurant. It all comes down to providing value for the consumer. So what exactly is the value of creating value? I'll explain on today's episode, stick around. There's an old saying that goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy. A podcast with answers for anyone who's looking. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close and this is Restaurant Strategy, a podcast dedicated solely to helping you build a more profitable restaurant. Each week, I leverage my 20 plus years in the industry to help you build that more profitable and more sustainable restaurant. I also work with owners and operators all over the world through my P3 Mastermind program. This mastermind is uh, three different groups, over a hundred different owners and operators from all over the world, spread across those three different groups. We meet two hours every single week on a Zoom call to pound through the common issues we faced in a systematic way. The P3 mastermind is specifically focused on profitability. So if you've got a busy restaurant, you know what you're doing, you're generating a lot of revenue, but fail to see a consistent number drop to the bottom line, I can show you how to fix it. We've been doing it now over, uh, I don't know, nearly 200 people have gone through the program and are in the program. The program works. The best way to get started to see if it'll work for you is to set up a free call with me or someone from my team. You do that by visiting restaurant strategy, slash schedule. You'll get to learn more about the program. We'll get to learn more about you and the restaurant. We'll see if you and your restaurant are a good fit for that program. Again, Absolutely free restaurant strategy slash schedule. And yes, that link is in the show notes. Now, are you frustrated managing your catering and private events with pen and paper or using outdated programs? Introducing Triple Seat, the catering sales and event management software built for hospitality professionals by hospitality professionals. With Triple Seat, you will increase revenue and efficiency, all while streamlining your operations. Let Triple Seat be your catering and event management assistant. Generate leads, create tailored BEOs, facilitate online discussions, obtain electronic signatures, process payments, and a whole lot more. Triple Seat has you covered. Elevate and simplify your event management. Take it to the next level with Triple Seat so you can focus on what truly matters, providing unforgettable experiences for your clients. For more information, visit triplec.com slash restaurant strategy. That's triplec.com slash restaurant strategy. And yes, that link is also in the show notes. Now, imagine an empty lot or, or an undeveloped piece of land. What is the value of that land? Not much, right? Its use, as it is, is limited. But then a developer comes in and... We'll make up a number here for the purposes of this conversation. Let's say the developer buys that land for $100,000 and decides to put up a building for another $300,000. Already more value has been created because the original landowner got paid and then a bunch of construction workers and architects got paid. Plus the company that provides the raw materials for the build like steel and concrete and copper wiring, right? So the developer has now invested $400,000 in a project and then decides to, let's say, sell the finished building for $800,000. That's a 100% return on his investment. The developer commands that price because there is value in what he's created. So you see, the the new purchaser, let's call this person the landlord. The landlord now spends $800,000 to buy that building. But that landlord has a plan to create, let's say, two restaurant spaces in the ground floor and then offices above, right? The the restaurant spaces will each rent for $10,000 a month and the 10 office suites above will each pay $3,000 a month. If you're doing the math, that comes out to $50,000 a month in rental revenue for the landlord. Yes, the landlord will have his own operational expenses to contend with, but for all intents purposes, he has made a very good Investment. He's set to recoup that $800,000 that he invested within just a couple of years' time. And now what about the tenants? Let's say an advertising agency moves into one of the offices, and yes, they spend $3,000 a month in rent but they will be able to recoup that easily with their business model, right? So perhaps they charge their clients $3,000 a month for their services, and they often manage 10 to 15 different clients at a time. It's easy to see, even with their overhead, how they can be profitable pretty quickly. And of course, then they're also creating value for the clients that they serve. Now, let's say a liquor company spends $3,000 a month for six months to help launch a new uh, spirit, right? So they give $3,000 a month for six months to that ad agency, right? That's an investment. But the work the ad agency does helps put that company, that spirit on the map. It helps get that spirit into the minds of the consumers that the company wishes to reach. And they therefore sell more product with the agency's help than they ever could have hoped to sell if they tried to promote that spirit on their own. And then, of course, the consumers who order that spirit, right? Maybe at a restaurant down on the ground floor of this building. They're paying $15 for that martini, but are getting much more from it, right? They get a well-made drink, uh, a drink that maybe impresses a client, perhaps a, uh, a client that they're taking out to dinner. So the $30 the consumer spends for two drinks will be recouped quickly when they close the new deal over entrees. So suddenly the price of a meal, right? A couple hundred bucks is well worth it as well for this businessman entertaining clients and for the young man on the corner, maybe who's trying to impress his girlfriend. Maybe he's ready to propose and the restaurant is providing the perfect backdrop for that moment. At every stage of this, people are creating more and more and more value, right? The building was more valuable than the empty land subdividing that building was even more valuable than an empty building. And one that's filled with tenants grows the value exponentially. So why would a landowner sell the land for just $100,000 knowing that he could have done the hard work and made the investment himself to eventually recoup $70,000 or $50,000 or whatever that number is in rents? Well, see, that's where you come in. Sometimes the landowner just doesn't have the vision for it. They're a landowner, not a landlord. They can't see a way to turn the empty land into spaces that can be subdivided and create more value and more value, just like maybe the landlord didn't see uh, the way an ad agency could turn $3,000 month uh, lease uh, for office space into something that could generate 10 to 15 times that much in revenue on a monthly basis. Now, of course, the landowner may not have the experience or resources, or sometimes they don't have the time, or... Maybe they're busy managing all of their different pieces of land that it's not worth their time to worry about anything else. For example, if you think the landowner is the loser here, consider this. What if he took that $100,000 he made from the sale of this land and purchased two new plots of land, each for $50,000? He knows land, he knows neighborhoods, and he sees an opportunity for the future in this up-and-coming neighborhood. And so he knows that the $100,000 he's investing now in these two new spots will eventually double or triple in value. And again, there's that value word. An empty lot is just an empty lot until someone sees a way to make money from it. It's the same with a cow, right? Let's talk about cows. I can buy a black Angus cow right now on the internet for like, I don't know, $2,000. But a slaughtered whole Angus cow, about 400 pounds plus of meat, costs nearly twice that and in the hands of a skilled chef that $3,700 investment that I have to that I have to pay to get my slaughtered whole Angus cow right to to buy that it's going to be able to yield four or five times as much I mean think about it we're talking eight pounds minimum of filet mignon 40 pounds of ribeye and strip steaks Uh, We're talking about 20 to 30 pounds of short ribs and shanks for asabuco, not to mention the roast cuts, the bistro cuts, and all the ground chuck that we're going to be able to use to make burgers. Again, more than 400 pounds of meat, raw product that we can use to make a huge return on our investment. It's easy to get caught up in the day-to-day stresses of running a restaurant, but every so often you've got to step back and understand where you fit into it all. That's what I want you to do today. Think about the following. Who are you serving? What problem do you solve? How are you providing value? And are you charging appropriately for the value you provide? Now we take care of people for a living and we put a price on that. We we provide something they can't otherwise create themselves. We are providing value for them. Now the little bodega at the corner of my street solves a key problem for people in my neighborhood. They offer snacks and beverages and made-to-order sandwiches quickly and relatively inexpensively. This is for people running to catch their train to work. The, the fine dining restaurant in, uh, in Midtown exists to provide people with a place to celebrate. Milestones, right, with, with family and friends to mark an occasion. That restaurant's job is to create a memorable experience. A meal at home is ordinary, but a nice meal out in a beautiful, elegant dining room with attentive service Well, that's something we pay extra for. Now, remember back on episode number one Oh five, we talked all about transactions, value, and price. And on that episode, we talked about a lot, but one of the things we arrived at was this definition for value. So now what exactly do we mean when we say create value? I'll remind you that I came up with a simple math equation. Value is simply the difference between what we charge for something and what the consumer thinks it's worth. Remember what Seth Godin says, transactions work when both sides feel like they come out a winner. You charge more for the meal than it costs you to prepare, right? The extra is called profit. And on the other side though, the consumer is paying less than they think it's actually worth. So again, you made a profit and they got more than they bargained for. That's how it becomes a win-win. Okay. So then what does all that mean for your business? How do you do this effectively and consistently? Well, you have to be very deliberate about what you're doing. It requires a mindset shift, right? Businesses all over the world succeed when they understand the value they provide. It may seem like nothing to you, but you gotta remember, It is a very big deal to your patrons. They don't understand how you do what they do, uh, how you do what you do. Uh, They can't recreate what you do. They can't recreate uh, the setting, the meal, the the, the ambiance, all of that. They come to you for something very specific. Again, you are serving a specific person, solving a specific problem. This is why convenience stores and drugstores like CVS and Walgreens can charge as much as 50% more for shaving cream than it would cost at, let's say, a supermarket. You're paying for the convenience. If you don't have time to go to a big supermarket or you're nowhere near a big supermarket, CVS can solve the problem for you, but they're going to charge you more for that solution. It's all tied to the value they provide. Restaurants need to charge more. Hard stop. The service we provide is worth it, and I think the days of us scraping by on single-digit profit margins are over. This past year was just way too devastating, and I think everyone, collectively, all of us are starting to learn this. But the flip side is that we have a responsibility to our customers, to the people we serve. They deserve our best. If we solve their problems, then we are creating immense value for them, and yes, we should be able to charge for that. But if we don't uphold our end of the deal, then they have every right to take their business elsewhere. So at my corner, right, there's that uh, bodega right next to the subway. I've been here for seven years. We've lived in the same place in the same neighborhood, and they have been the only game in town, on that corner at least, right by the subway. But now someone took over the bagel place right across the street, and they renovated, it, turned it into another bodega. They wanna compete with the original bodega across the street. And you know what this new one is cleaner the food is better quality there's a better selection of drinks and snacks and they've gotten my business recently i'm gonna guess they've gotten a bunch of people's business recently in this neighborhood so what does that mean for you you have a responsibility to your audience to solve their problems in a way that others can't so in this case with the bodega what what they do is rather unremarkable they succeed largely due to their location being right next to the subway So now their success will be tested. Can they survive with the new competition across the street? Time will tell. When you think about value, I want you to get specific. I want you to think of these three areas. Value in the actual experience, value in the relationships you build and how you cultivate those relationships with your fans, and value in the way you communicate with them. Now we talked about this before in regards to email marketing, right? We want people on our list so that we can sell to them. But why would someone want to be on our list? There are a thousand different ways to answer that question, but the common thread is value. You have to be valuable to someone. So either you're giving them deals or exclusive offers or sharing recipes that they can try at home or or your emails are entertaining them or educating them or inspiring them. Again, there are many ways to do this, but you have a responsibility to your people to provide value to those people who are on your list. Now the same is true with social media, right? Or with the communications you send out through your uh, through your branded app or or via text message, provide value. Serve them selflessly and consistently and they will continue to reward you. Remember the Zig Ziglar quote I shared at the very top of the show. The way you communicate with them outside the restaurant should echo the way you communicate with them inside the restaurant. It's all about that relationship you build with them. And again, just like any good relationship, it's gotta go both ways. If you just take care of your end of the bargain, the rest will work out, I promise. Again, remember the Zig Ziglar quote. So provide value in your communications with your audience. Create value in the kind of relationship you build with them and create so much value in the actual experience that you can't help but win. You want people to think this is too good to be true. That means you've exceeded their expectations. Whatever they thought they were paying for, you have gone above and beyond. And again, you have to be deliberate about how you do this. Good food and good service is no longer enough. They are a prerequisite for just going into business. People come to you expecting something delicious. They expect warm reception at the front. So that's not even up for discussion anymore. The value comes when you provide something else. What exactly? I don't know. It's different for every business in every market and every industry. I just know it's gotta be there. My local pizza place sends me five garlic knots for free, totally free with the order every time I order from them. It's awesome. I didn't order them, but I sure do eat them. When I went to Per Se a few years ago, there were all kinds of little flourishes that that none of us were expecting, right? Uh, The quality of the hand towels in the bathroom uh, to the little extras we kept getting uh, throughout the meal listed nowhere on the menu, but very much all part of the experience they were crafting. Now the invite, I I once got to go back to the kitchen and meet the chef at a fancy restaurant when we were in Paris a couple years ago, or the balloon they gave my four-year-old son when it was dessert time. Most of these things cost nothing or, or, or very little actually, but they make an impression on your guest. Just like they make an impression upon me when when I'm a guest and, and things that make an impression upon you when you're a guest. Remember, that's the beauty of what we do. We are both merchants and consumers. We experience restaurants on both sides. So think of the things that make an impression upon you and and use those to inform your decisions about the future Give this some thought this week. Be deliberate with what you're doing. And I want you to come up with specific, tangible ways that you can provide value for your guests, both inside the restaurant and beyond. Once again, I want to thank you for taking time out of your week to be here with me. I hope you get a little something out of this show each and every week. If you do, if you do get some value from this show and the content of this show, I want to ask you to do me a favor, go to Apple Podcasts, leave me a five-star rating and review. Just tell other people what you get out of the show, why you uh, tune into this show uh, consistently. And most importantly, why you think they should tune in consistently that more than just about anything else would help me move the needle in this, my small business. So again, uh, If you get any value from this show, go to Apple Podcasts, leave me a five-star rating and review. Appreciate you guys being here, and I will see you next time.